It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily Orlando Magic Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is April 26th, 2021. My name is Phil Cross, and I'm the intern and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can find me on Twitter at underscore. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, uh, another loss, another injury, another just, you know, just catastrophic moment for the Orlando Magic as uh, Devin Kennedy uh, goes down with a broken ankle or fr- uh, open fracture of his right ankle. Yes, that, that, that sounds exactly like what it is, I think. Um, we'll talk about the injury. We'll talk about uh, the Magic's response to the injury, um, the Magic's first game without Steve Clifford and what could be a little while without Steve Clifford, um, and uh, how this team has just somehow found a way to stick together through it all. We'll get to all that coming up here. In just a moment on this late edition of Locked On Magic. But before you do any of that, I do want to remind you to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Lando Magic. With excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Indiana Pacers following Sunday's game? Check out Locked On Pacers. Want to look ahead to Monday's game against the Los Angeles Lakers? Check out our good pals at Locked On Lakers. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just search for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team. Every day. Today's podcast is also brought to you by our pals at Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Um, We're going to talk about the game. Um, there are things to draw out of this game that I think are are important and, and good to note. Um, but in a way, the game just didn't seem to matter. Um, you know, the Magic have gone through games where there have been catastrophic injuries like this. Unfortunately, far too many this season. With about three minutes left in the first quarter, Devin Kennedy uh, was going up to challenge a shot, as he should and as any player should. Um, it was a, a clean play. It was the right play, and no one would fault him or anyone for trying to 
trying to block that shot, trying to challenge an Edmund Sumner shot, and, and Kennedy was actually called for a foul. But as Kennedy came down to the floor, he got hurt, um, went down to the ground immediately, and was clearly in pain. And, uh, you know, Bo Bamba was actually trailing the play. He ran to the play, took his jersey off to cover up the injury. That's how bad and nasty the injury was. Um, it was the kind of injury that on, re- on first watch didn't look bad, just looked like a bad landing. Um, but very clearly, those who are on the floor knew immediately that something was wrong. Um, you know, of course, we've been through this before with the Orlando Magic in the last year. In August, Jonathan Isaac tore his ACL, um, and in the bubble, this, you know, even on TV, you could hear um, the pain that was going through Isaac. Um, I was in the building when Markel Fultz tore his ACL earlier this year, eight games into the season, uh, and the eerie silence of the empty stadium at the time. Uh, I mean, there are fans in the building, but... You know, we were up in the media loge and you could hear Fultz in pain all the way up there. And and this, you know, I was not at the Amway Center on Sunday. Um, the injury, this injury had that same feel, had that same uh, feeling of just, there's nothing you can do. Um, and, you know, again, the Magic diagnosed Devin Kennedy with a uh, open fracture of his right ankle. Um, he was in surgery. He's out for the year, obviously, and probably out for a little while longer, which is just unfortunate because, you know, Devin, you know, was the G League MVP. Um, he had fought really, really hard to get to the NBA, to get this opportunity. Um, and, you know, this is just this is just really bad luck. Um, you know, he was playing well. I thought that, you know, his shooting obviously was something that was valuable to the team. Um, I, I thought that, you know, he was finally getting some comfort with some consistent minutes and a consistent role with the team. And obviously the Magic have had their own share of injuries, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, but it's just, this this just is not fair. Um, and it's frankly, you know, unfair to ask the Magic to go out and play the rest of the game. Um, at that time, it was, I think, a six-point deficit for the Magic. The Pacers grew that out to 15 um, by the middle of the second quarter, by the second quarter, um, by, by the early parts of the second quarter. Um, you could tell the Magic were just very shaken by the injury, um, as they should be. I, I wouldn't expect anything else, to be perfectly honest. Um, and the fact the Magic were able to rally and get the lead back down to two and trail by five at the half, I think showed a lot of heart. Um, I think the Ma- you know the Magic had a good offensive game. They had a good shooting game for the most part. Um, but eventually, that did wear off. Um, Magic came out of the locker room. They were unable to get stops. They... Um, you know, let the lead balloon back out. They couldn't score. I think they only had 20 points in the third quarter. Uh, and Indiana hit four threes to end the f- third quarter, and suddenly they're up by 25, 26 points. Um, and, you know, again, the, the issue for the Magic's never been about fight. It's never been about anything anything like that. It's about, you know, kind of focus on the game plan, uh, the ability to execute the game plan and, and, and dig into the details of the game. Um, I didn't think the Magic played particularly poorly. I think there were some really good performances from players. Um, but again, you could just tell, you know, maybe there's a little bit hesitancy to be physical after watching that kind of an injury. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it, it's tough that early in the game to have to rally uh, and and stay in it. Um, again, when your thoughts are with your teammate, with your brother. And, and very clearly, you know, Devin, despite not being on the team for very long, you know, has a lot of supporters in that locker room. Um, you know, uh, Mo, Mo Bamba shared on on his Twitter a group FaceTime that uh, that he and several teammates had with Devin um, while Devin was in the hospital before Devin went to surgery. And, and again, Devin's posted some photos and 
our Devin's family's posted some photos and Devin has, has tweeted out a little bit since then. Um, he seems to be in very, very good spirits. And so I, I have no doubt that he's going to try and push his way back and find his way back um, uh, into, you know, into the NBA. And, and hopefully, hopefully uh, the Magic will give him that opportunity when he is fully healthy once again. But um, the Indiana Pacers won 131 to 112. Um, that does not feel important, um, to be frank. Uh, you know, again, the Magic did some good things. I, I, I will get into we'll get into the box score a little bit to talk about those here in just a moment. But um, it was really tough watching, you know, Devin go through that. Um, and and again, our our prayers are with him, and and we know that he'll have a speedy recovery. We know that he'll he'll get himself back and get himself right and get himself healthy. Um, because the dude fought hard to get this opportunity. The dude fought hard to be in this position where he could. You know, could could make the NBA. I mean, again, no, not a guarantee for him. Um, put himself in a real spot to 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 be in this position, and yeah, he again. This is just there's nothing you can do. Um, you know, well, well I want to talk more about the injuries here in a little bit, but you know, I you know I fielded a lot of questions from fans who thought who said and were thinking, you know, the. You know how much of this is the staff's fault, is the medical staff's fault, and I'm just like this stuff is random, man. Like there's there's nothing you can do to prepare for this, and then you know I think there will be some quality control that has to be taken about the medical staff after the last two years, and 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 some review of some things. But sometimes it's just bad luck. Um, you know injuries are random. You can't control for a lot of these things, and and you know some of the predictive science about injuries is certainly um, still under under work um you know I, I don't think it's an exact science yet um they you know they have some things that suggest some overuse injuries or suggest um the potential for overuse injuries um but but the, you know no one's ever really sure and, and at the end of the day um at the end of the day uh, injuries are just random and this was unfortunately a random injury and unfortunately was a a big part of this game Again, the Orlando Magic followed the Indiana Pacers 131-112. to We'll talk about the specifics of the game coming up here when we re- review the box score, and then we will uh, chat about um, injuries as well and, and the bigger picture with the injuries coming up here in just a moment. We do have to read some copy, though, uh, so I'll go ahead and do that. Uh, you're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy with tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately and Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. You can choose from more than 130 skills tests and add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. There weren't actual periods after all those words, but I, I added them in there. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. 
Today's podcast also brought to you by our pals at Built Bar. Um, if you are someone like me, you're not a protein bar person. You know, I don't, I, I, I work out a little bit, not as much as I should. Um, you know, I, I'm busy throughout the day. I, I, I've just never got into that whole world of, of protein bars. You know, I just kind of do my thing. Um, but you know, I, I feel the three o'clock doldrums too, and I need a little energy kick. And, and yeah, after a workout, I wouldn't mind having something that can supplement my body a little bit with some protein to make the gains that I am pretending that I'm making a little bit more permanent. Most of those protein bars that you see at the store are way too many calories. They're actually meal replacement bars. They're not pro- they're not snack bars, and they don't quite taste right. You know, never never bite into a peanut butter one. It's just it's just weird. Built Bar though is the real deal. It's more delicious than ever, coming in 18 amazing flavors, all covered in 100% chocolate. They all taste exactly like they sound, and they're soft and easy to chew. And best of all. Most of them are under 150 calories per bar. So these are true snack bars that give you all the protein that you need. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft, April 29th through May 1st. Over here on Locked On Magic, we'll be having an NBA Draft episode coming up later this week, so get excited for that. Let's run through the final box score uh, as the Orlando Magic fall to the Indiana Pacers, 131-112. to Like I said, the injury, kind of the big story from the game. But the Magic had uh, some decent performances that are worth noting. Again, the Magic offense worked fine. I mean, if you're going to score 100, if this team's going to score 112 points, that needs to be a win. Um, So the defense was certainly the issue. The Magic really just not into the game defensively, a little bit late on rotations. Um, Obviously, transition opportunities uh, were a huge problem, especially in the third quarter. Uh, as the Magic let go of the rope a little bit. Again, the injury early on, definitely a reason why the Magic kind of faltered. Um, I do think it was, uh, all things considered, the Magic able to rally back was, I think, a really good sh- sign of character uh, and a good showing. But eventually, you know, again, I think teams adjust at halftime. The Magic just aren't able to kind of diagnose problems very quickly. Um, that's the problem with the young team that doesn't have a lot of time to practice, unfortunately. And again, uh, Steve Clifford not coaching this game after his positive COVID test on Saturday. Um, the Orlando Magic led in scoring by Dwayne Bacon with 22 points, 6 for 15 shooting. Typical Dwayne Bacon game for him. I don't think there's a whole lot to say about him. Mo Bamba, I thought, had a really nice game bouncing back from what was, uh, you know, largely a, a, a poor performance on Thursday. Um, I thought, you know, he scored 17 points again at 7 rebounds. So second straight game with 17 points, 6 for 9 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. I thought he was really active offensively. Um, the one thing that I really like about what Mo's done since the trade deadline, he's starting to roll a lot more. He's starting to be a little bit bigger of a paint presence on offense, which I think is a good thing, ultimately. Um, I think the offensive game has really started to come around to him. Again, he's, he struggled to shoot Thursday, which only highlighted his problems. But um, what I really uh, like about Mo, uh, honestly, and I, I do think that this is a sign of growth. I mean, we're obviously not all the way there, but Mo knows that those numbers don't mean very much. Um, and I think that's that's really important for him and his development. Um, and he said this several times throughout the course of the year. His his numbers, if you look at his box score, it looks like he's producing. Um, and and yes, he has been uh, able to continue to play well, um, even with more minutes. Um, and again, so those 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 short spurts that we saw all look good. Like he's he's able to put the ball in the basket. 
Um, however, there's still a lot of work to do on the defense spend, and Mo will be the first person to tell you that. He said after the game, you know, that the team was just not there defensively, and that starts with him. Um, he understands his responsibility as a backline defender, as someone who is kind of the last line of defense, and as, you know, again, centers in this league are like linebackers. They they see everything in front of them. They can, they can talk and shout and communicate everything, and I think Mo is... You know, I think Mo understands that this is a big part of his role and a big part of why he's in the NBA. Um, and I think Mo is now trying to figure out how do I get to a point where I am able to execute defensively at the level that my team needs me to execute. Um, this is a really important understanding. It, I mean, obviously, the next step is actually executing those plays. Um, you know, we talked a lot about Mo on our last two episodes of Locked On Magic um, with with our with our conversation with Stuart Hodge. Uh, but you know, I, I think Mo. I, 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 I think Mo has a long way to go to get where he needs to be. Don't get me wrong. I don't think there's any guarantee that he gets there. And this is a huge offseason for him um, to get there. And honestly, maybe a change of scenery would do him well um, just to kind of get a fresh start somewhere. But um, I do think it is good for a young player like Mo to understand this challenge and to really take it on and to publicly say that I understand I need to be better. And, and, and that holds himself to account. So... Um, I think Mo is still is doing some really good things offensively. His offensive game has really come along. His defensive game, obviously, the part that needs a ton of work still. Uh, Cole Anthony, I thought, also had a really nice game. 14 points, 5 for 14 shooting, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. That assist number has bumped up over the last 5 or 6 games, really since he came back. Um, I think Cole is doing a lot better understanding how to control and manage a team. Um, his, or his ability to organize a team has been really strong. Uh, so I have been really, really impressed uh, with the way Cole has played offensively, at least since coming back from injury. He seems to really understand how to control the pace of a game and how to control himself on pick and rolls. His finishing at the rim is a whole lot better. He's still a little wild, still you know, kind of figuring out the right moments to go for those. And, and I think, especially when the team falls down, he tends to force things a little bit. Um, but uh, I think the I think these are all positive signs from Cole Anthony. Um, defensively, everyone has to compete a little bit better. I don't want to single him out at all for that. Um, but certainly everyone has to do their part defensively. Um, another really nice game as well from RJ Hampton. 14 points, 5 for 10 shooting, 2 for 4 from beyond the arc. Um, I think we're seeing uh, RJ go through like these wild rookie swings where he's really good one game, really bad the next, maybe bad for a couple games, and has a really good flashy game like this one. Um, I thought he played under control. Um, and again, like I, I just right now from RJ, I want to see flashes of his ability to play in the half court. Um, you know, he's shooting confidently. He's not always making but he's shooting confidently, and I really like that about him. Um, defensively, his technique's got to be a lot better. Um, as mu- as fast as he is with the ball, I don't think he quite knows how to use that speed properly um, on the defensive end. Um, a big part of his development over the course of the next year is going to be his development as a defender because uh, he has all the tools to be a really good defender, um, and I think that's something the Magic are definitely really excited about when it comes to him. But they've got to deliver on that too. He's got to deliver on that too. And I don't think he's quite where the team wants him to be on that end. But again, he's a rookie really playing playing his first NBA minutes, so I don't want to go too crazy on that. Wendell Carter returned um, from from his injury, a little bit of a minute restriction, played only 20 minutes, uh, 2044 actually. 10 points, 13 rebounds, four offensive rebounds, four for 10 shooting, one for one from beyond the arc. Um, Wendell's fine. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I've been a little harder on Wendell than I should be. His rebounding starting to come along. His defense is obviously really, really important and really, really good. Um, you know, you look at the plus minus, he's minus six. Mo Bamba's minus 12. I don't know if that means anything, but maybe it does. 
Um, Wendell, Wendell, um, I think is is going to be fine. Um, you know, I think again, an off season to develop and and kind of get comfortable with the Magic is is going to be a good thing. Um, he gives the Magic a lot more options defensively too, which is definitely something that they need at the moment. Chimo Kiki kind of broke out a little bit from his slump. Twelve points, five for twelve shooting. Um, another uh, the other notable guy I want to talk about, Gary Harris, six points, just two for fourteen shooting. Um, I noted this in my grades post that uh, you know right now the veterans are just going to be held to a different standard than the rookies. Um, the young guys, we just want to see kind of flashes and signs of progress. Um, they're not they're not ready to kind of take over this team. And, and whether this team's able to compete or have a chance to win games is going to come down to whether the veterans play and play effectively. Um, Dwayne Bacon with 20 points and 6 for 15 shooting, that's what you expect from Dwayne Bacon. But if Magic want to win, he's got to be, you know, 22 points on 8 for 15 shooting. He's got to be efficient. Um, if the Magic want to win, they need Gary Harris to not shoot two for 14. It's that simple. I mean, the margin for error is just so small. And, you know, Harris does a lot of really good things. I don't think Harris is, is a bad player at all. Um, he's going to be miscast as someone who's, um, as someone who is playing a bigger role than he should. Um, we all know that. And, and that's fine. Magic are going to lose games where Gary Harris shoots two for 14. It's that simple. It's the same way Magic are going to lose games if Chumo Kiki shoots two for 14. Um, when James Ennis and Terrence Ross get back, that's going to give them a little bit more stability. I think that's going to help them significantly. I think they will win games because of those veteran players. But if Terrence Ross has a two for 15 game, they're going to lose. It's it's that simple. If James Ennis goes one for one for five from three, they're going to lose. They need those guys to give like a solid baseline um, probably a little bit above their heads in order to win. That's what happened in the game against Chicago. James Ennis had a really good game. Gary Harris had a really good game. Uh, and the young guys kind of filled in from there. That's kind of the formula for winning right now for the Magic. And so I, I do have to hold the veterans to a little bit of a higher standard. They need to be on their games if the Magic want to win. Um, you know, Harris, I think, is still getting himself it, getting himself right. I think he's, you know, still, you know, not that he's not playing outside of the offense. I think that he's still kind of making sure that his stuff is good before um, worrying so much about the team. But again, 2 for 14, over 5 shooting. That's just not going to get the job done for the Magic. Orlando shoots 39.6% from the floor, 10 for 32 from beyond the arc, 22 for 28 from the foul line. They get 15 offensive rebounds. They actually out-rebound the Pacers 51 to 48, which is saying something considering all the shots the Magic missed. Um, and again, the few opportunities the Magic had to get rebounds. They only had 36, offense, or 36 defensive rebounds um, as the Pacers just missed 41 shots. Pacers... 54.9% shooting, 15 for 32 from beyond the arc. Um, they do a good job, again, against the Magic as they spread the floor and they're able to get up and down. Malcolm Brogdon with 24 points. Edmund Sumner with 21. Justin Holiday with 20 off the bench. The Indiana Pacers defeat the Orlando Magic 131 to 112. The Magic back in action Monday against the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll talk a little bit more about the Magic's injury situation and what the heck we do with this season moving forward. But first, let me say a quick word about our friends from Bet Online. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, the the MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Hope you got your Oscar picks in soon. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. 
Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021, presented by Locked On and Odyssey, is happening now. Featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, and Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. And again, we'll have some NBA draft coverage coming up later this week. That is a deep tease expected around Thursday. That's, that's, that's my plan at the moment. This year sucks. I mean, just, just plain and simple. This year sucks. Um, the Orlando Magic have been hit by an ungodly wave of injuries. Um, really from the beginning of the season. It wasn't just Jonathan Isaac being out with the torn ACL from the start of the season. It wasn't just Markel Fultz's torn ACL. It's not just Evan Kennedy's fractured ankle. It's not just Aaron Gordon's sprained ankle. It's not just Evan Fournier and Terrence Ross's back spasms. It's all of these things combined. The Magic just have not been able to catch a break, or, or perhaps they've caught too many breaks and snapped tendons and bones and all that stuff. What this league, what what this team has been asked to do, has been frankly just a lot. Um, and the fact that the team has handled it as well as you could hope for, um, and has stuck together and, and seemingly still believe in what they're doing and and what they can still be, uh, honestly, to me, is a sign of how strong this team's culture is. Um, you know, I, I know that Jeff Boltman doesn't like the term culture. Um, you know, I, I, I know that it's, you know, kind of a buzzword or a corporate word that's kind of used to describe something amorphous and, and, and hard to define. Um, but the, the fact of the matter here is no team could be expected to deal with the kinds of injuries the Magic have dealt with. That, that's just the plain truth. No team in this league has missed more games to injury than the Orlando Magic. If you go look on mangameslost.com and, you, and their Twitter account, they have a chart of all the games missed to injury. The Magic are the only team that has missed more than 300 games this season to injury. And while that circle is a little tiny because it's using uh, it's, it's the size of the circle on that chart is based on win shares, lo- win shares lost, that's because a lot of the Magic's injuries, the major injuries, happened early in the season before they could pick up any win shares uh, to lose. The Magic were down two starters 10 games into the season with both Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac out. James Ennis has been dealing with a nagging calf injury the entire season. Aaron Gordon was slowed early in training camp by an injury and then missed a month with a sprained ankle. Frank Mason, I didn't even mention Frank Mason in the article I wrote. He freaking tore his quad, tore his what? Tore a muscle in his groin? playing for this team. Cole Anthony missed two months with a fractured rib. And and not just, you know, not a stomach rib. A rib way up high. First rib. They thought they, they, it caused pain in his shoulder. They thought it was a shoulder injury initially before figuring out what it was. Um, 
that that's just bad luck. And unfortunately, this season just pummels that kind of luck. And it doesn't just pummel it, it adds on to it. Steve Clifford has said throughout the course of the season, throughout the course of the year, that they're really worried about the number of minutes and, and overwear injuries um, and guys just having to play too much. A lot of James Ennis's injuries, honestly, feel like overwear injuries. But the problem is, the Magic have no other options. You have to dress eight guys every game. The Magic could not afford to rest anyone. This is a complaint throughout the entire league, of course. This is, this is an issue the entire league has been dealing with. On top of the potential for health and safety protocol uh, absences, the Magic actually have done really well on that. Mo Bamba missed four games because of health and safety protocols, I believe. He's the only player to have missed games this season because of health and safety protocols. Steve Clifford currently out um, because of a positive COVID test. And it's just been asking a lot of this group. Um, and then to see another catastrophic injury on Sunday, uh, again, there's just nothing you can do. You can't you can't prepare, you can't prevent those kinds of injuries. They, they just kind of happen. You couldn't prevent Jonathan Isaac's injury last year when he wrapped his leg around Bradley Beal. You really honestly couldn't predict a torn ACL um, when that happened. That, that was just that might have just been physics. And if anything, the Magic are accused of bringing guys along too slowly and being too cautious bringing people back from injuries um, with the medical staff that they have. Look, after the last two seasons that were both filled with tons of injuries, um, a lot of them just random, sprained ankles and, and all that, um, I do think that the Magic needs some quality control. I do think that they need to review how their medical staff approaches things, their procedures for predictive injuries, for predicting injuries and and tracking whether guys are facing overuse. But the fact of the matter is, there's very little they could do. Um, I, I would think there'd be a problem with the medical staff if guys are coming back too soon, if guys are re, if guys are coming back, playing, and re-injuring the same injuries. And really, the only issues that the Magic have had was with Al Farouk Aminu, who had a setback as he was recovering from a torn meniscus, and that took 14 months for him to, to, to return. And obviously, some of that is because of the pandemic. He might have been, uh, but... Then again, he wasn't ready at the start of this season even. Um, it's it, it's just bad luck. Um, just the worst luck, in fact. And if Karma has anything to say about it, the Magic will win the lottery and all this pain and literal pain will be worth it in the form of a promising young pick, but that's frankly not how life works. What I've been impressed about, though, with this team is how well they've stuck together. Um, yes, they all understand they have to play better. And, and being friends in the locker room and being uh, supportive of each other and being a brotherhood of a team, the brotherhood that a team you know naturally becomes, especially in the NBA where you're with these guys for so long, um, that doesn't translate into wins automatically. This team has a lot of work to do. Um, they have a lot of growth they need to uh, they need to make. Um, and it just hasn't come together yet. But, but this group has stayed together. They've stayed the course. They have tried to do the right things. Um, they're, they're like puppies. They, they, they want to do the right things, but sometimes they forget. Um, they have continued to fight and grind for each other, and they've continued to be there for each other. Um, I do think that it is telling how quickly you know everyone posts on social media their, their prayers for Devin. Uh, and how quickly everyone rallied together and and stayed you know kind of stayed together. 
Um, it has been a rough season, um, no doubt. Uh, an extremely rough season. A season unlike any other we've experienced, not just because of the nature of this pandemic. It has been a year and a half, to be frank. Um, and this team has gone through far more than its share. And you hope that the Wheel of Ka turns in their favor um, at some point. Um, that, that was a Dark Tower reference. I'm sorry if that was obscure. Um, you hope that luck turns for them at some point because, you know, we all understood that when this team was healthy, they were a playoff team, you know, back before the trades. We understood that if this team were fully healthy, especially with the way the East is shake, shaken out this year, they had a very good chance to kind of make the progress that we all hoped they could make. But that wasn't in the cards for them. The one thing that this team has to be better about is succeeding despite this adversity. Then again, I don't know how you're supposed to succeed in front of this adversity, in front of these challenges, because this season gives no time to breathe. The Magic have been drowning since the start of the year. And with how few games are packed into so how many with how many games are packed into such a short amount of time, there's never been a chance for the Magic to get their bearings and to start to breathe again, especially with the team that they had. This season will be all about injuries. We will always talk about the injuries from this season. Um, it's what necess- it's what spurred the trades, it's what convinced the team to pull the plug. Because they never got to see this team healthy. And unfortunately, even since the trade deadline, injuries have still been the story. There are only 12 of these games left. Let's just hope the Magic survive. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic's game against the Los Angeles Lakers. I will be at the Amway Center for that game. Um, but until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Phil Brossard. We'll see you all next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.